The only shade I'm giving is the shade coming from my halo. Not all bears eat berries and fish. I prefer a diet of bourbon and bad behavior. Hello, I'm Hunter Harden. And I'm Papa the Bear, and welcome to The Real House Bears. Um, I am a very important investigator. My name is Bo, Bo Deedle, Deedley Dehu. <laughs> and uh, I just have to say, your podcast is false. Have you been investigating our podcast? No, Louis has been investigating the podcast and he just told me. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> you weren't hired to investigate the podcast. No, I was never hired. <laughs> Can't wait to talk more about that. I know, there's so much Bo Deedle stuff happening. What What's going on with that? Like Bo Deedle who's like one of the most famous private investigators in the country, one of my best friends. Uh, before we even get into Bodito, welcome back, everyone. Um, things sound a little bit different because I am currently in Richmond, Virginia, and you're still home in Salt Lake City. Um, so we're Zooming in our podcast this week. Um, so maybe not the sound quality that you're used to, but uh, and our opening was obviously a little bit different but we were determined to get this episode out. And I have to say, I've had such a great visit to Virginia. This week, I've had at least four different random people come up to me and say, oh my God, I love your podcast. Yay, that's so awesome. And like even a, a guy did too, huh? Yeah, a straight guy even. Wow. <laughs> I it, it thrilled my soul because, I, you know, I don't think people realize how many hours and hours and hours and hours it takes for us to take notes, record the podcast, record the sound bites, then edit the sound bites in, and then upload it and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, some weeks I'm just so exhausted and I'm frustrated. I'm like, is it even worth it? And then things like that just are like, okay, keep doing the Lord's work. I've been feeling the same way about it too. Cause after a while, like our numbers don't really increase that much. And it just feels like we're starting to get stale. And I feel like we start to lose followers or something like we're not doing enough, but today on feedpost.com, we were ranked out of 30 podcasts, real housewives podcasts, and we got number six. I feel like we need to applaud. Oh, crazy is that isn't that crazy like we weren't even super trying to like because yeah, that take, website existed yeah it takes all of google's analytics and um and all the social media and stuff and they, they gather all of that together to and whoever has the most involvement that's what gets the best podcast and what was wild to me is that we're number six and bitch sesh was number two and Danny Pellegrino was number three. We're okay. that close. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. <laughs> I know. I did notice that like watch what watch what crappens wasn't on there and the Bravo Bros wasn't on there, but they're not specifically housewives. But then again, I don't know if Bitch Sesh and Danny Pellegrino were specifically housewives. So there it is. We're number six. Woo! There's always a light at the end of the rainbow. 
Yeah, either way, we're number six. At least we're noticed. That's all oh I care gosh. about. It was such a good week to charge my soul and ready to get this podcast out. Yes, this because the, these last two episodes of the reunion were very depressing. You know what? Normally, the second reunion episode is just to me. Normally, it's kind of filler. Um, normally, I'm like, okay, here we go. We'll just make it through the second episode so we can get to the third. But for New Jersey, this second episode is fire. I mean, they're like attack. Everyone's attacking each other. Everybody's yelling at each other. But the third episode, it's mainly only geared towards like four people or maybe just two people. And that's the rest of this, the episode is just <laughs> Teresa and Melissa and John Fuda. Yeah, and Joe Gorga. And, um, and Joe Gorga, yeah. Louis. And Louis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this this whole reunion has seemed more like a a family feud than an actual reunion for the show. It has been completely. It's been, you know, I barely got any sound bites in these episodes because there's rarely a minute that people aren't yelling over each other. Yeah, that's all it is, is them yelling at each other and then Melissa and Teresa talking over everybody or each other to to land digs at each other. And it's just <laughs> like, you could tell by the end of it, Andy's like, I can't do this. Like, I have a kid at home and he doesn't give me this much gripe. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it. Okay. Episode two. Does Teresa really believe that Melissa put her in jail? And, and Teresa's like, first she's like, yes, yes, I do, I do. And then she's like, well, no, I don't really believe that they put me in jail, but they were hanging out with the people who put me in jail. She's using keywords. That's her main thing is she used keywords to get what she needs. That's why she so never her saying that Melissa was the one that did it wasn't going to like pan out. So now she's got to backtrack and say, well, that's not exactly what I was saying. That's and she why, does that a lot through yeah, this. That's why Teresa can never get like common phrases correct because she, again, she just focuses on keywords and she doesn't really know what they mean. I swear to God, I'm going to blow my casket. I really am. No, she doesn't. She just uses words just to say them. But and then like, was... she, she uses them as excuses for her to get away with that kind of, um, of um, to get away with that kind of uh, um, attitude, that kind of action of her being mean. <laughs> Teresa contradicts herself a lot because she just says what will serve her at that moment. Yeah, like for one example, she said something about well, you shouldn't say that about my daughter. And then somebody else, and then they were like, well, you said this about our daughter. And she goes, right. well, that's because she was being mean to my daughter. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. It's like, that's, that's not an excuse. <laughs> but I love that Andy was like, you know, Teresa, you were married to the person who put you in jail. And she just doesn't notice that. I don't know what's going on, but she, you can, well, Frank said it. There's something different about this season. Well, that well, made well, it completely un unmanageable well melissa tells teresa she's like listen you did the mortgage fraud you're the one responsible and Teresa's like no joe judice is responsible i and teresa's like i've already heard a lot from jacqueline laurita and melissa's like jacqueline laurita let me tell you what jack and laurita has to say about you and then she reads this long text that jacqueline sent actually sent to um jackie completely trashing Teresa and everyone's 
Melissa, you better be careful. You better be, uh, Jacqueline Larita is crazy and she will come after you. Yeah, like Dolores was like, this isn't good for you, Melissa. And I was just like, why? Because I don't know who she is. I don't know who this Jackie is. Jacqueline Larita is crazy. (laughs) She was on the first several seasons, then took a break and then came back for another season. And her and Teresa fought so much that she didn't come back again. They were best friends and then they became the worst enemies. So Andy's kind of like done with this Teresa and Joe situation. He's like, let's move on to Rachel's package. Rachel Fuda. She filmed this season with a two-year-old and a newborn, which makes me tired just hearing about that. But I love, I kind of love the moment when Rachel's like, I don't have a nanny. I would rather spend the time with my kids. I can't get that time back. And it is like, I would rather have a nanny cook food and stuff like that. So I could spend time with my kids. I like that a lot. But Andy didn't like that so much. He's like, I feel bad. He's like, now now you're just making me feel bad because Andy is a workhorse. Like yeah, he's I mean, one thing to another. Rachel Fuda is not working near as many jobs as Andy Cohen is. My gosh, what is Andy Cohen going to do when he retires? He's Uh, never going to be able to retire. Will he ever retire? He will never retire. (laughs) John Fuda has shaved his whole body, which upsets me greatly. Mm -hmm. He's also had lipo, which doesn't bother me at all. But what about... Do what? He looks good. Yeah, yeah. So what about Jennifer shading Rachel for her nose job? Jennifer said, well, it's because Rachel threw me under the bus, blah, 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 blah. Um, She was trying to say that she didn't watch the show when she did and kept going on. And Rachel's like, nope, that's not how it went. And Jennifer's like, well, that's how I remember it. Jennifer's been hanging out with Teresa too long. (laughs) Right. But after all is said and done, we find out that Jennifer went to Rachel's cosmetic surgeon. I mean, according to Jennifer, she only got her chin taken out by that plastic surgeon. But if you don't think that Rachel got a good nose job, why would you go to the same surgeon she went to? Yeah, why don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. You know why? It's because she's catty. It's because Jennifer's catty. That's why. That, that could be chill. She's very, very catty. My gosh. Yeah. But um, the adoption is done, which is really sweet. But Jaden's birth mother has recently spoken to some blogs saying that Rachel only did it for the show. And I knew this was going to come. I knew that the mother was going to reach out to social media as soon as this happened. Yeah. But were you, were you blown away, though, when Dolores said, Rachel told me years ago that she wanted to do this? Like, did you ever know that Dolores knew Rachel for years? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that they knew each other for years, but it doesn't surprise me that it's been a year, years going thing. No, uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. What surprised me that I thought Dolores and Rachel kind of met each other for the first time this season. Yeah, me too. I didn't know who Rachel came in as friends with. And then we find out, which they get really into in episode three, but then Rachel says the birth mom was contacted by Louie. And they have papers, like they have, they have receipts. Yeah. Um, Apparently because she was in jail at the time. And the only way to contact her is you had to go through the jail and you had to get a special number to do that. So that, uh, uh, 
Yeah. So yeah, John Fuda talks about that in episode three, but here and even episode two, before we find that out from John, I'm just still like, well, that makes sense. Um, you know, he's been thrown around Bo Dito's name all, uh, you know, so it makes sense that he would try to investigate people on the show. And, you know, some in episode three, again, someone really sums it up beautifully. It's just because Louis has so many skeletons in his closet. He's trying to bring out everyone else's skeletons to deflect from his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you know he's investigated on all of them. That wasn't just talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll talk more about that in episode three because I have a theory. But um, Margaret butts in, and then Teresa makes it all about Margaret. And then Melissa's like, oh, but Teresa, at the beginning of this season, remember when you told Margaret that she didn't do anything wrong? Now she has? Like, what's what's your truth? It's just contradicting at one thing after another. It's just, there's no arguing with her. There's yeah, no arguing with her. Even when you say that to her, she's still going to be like, well, there's a reason for that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> she just says what will serve her at the minute. Um, but then Jackie and Jennifer Fessler joined the group. I, I feel so bad for them though, because they get to talk for about two minutes. And, and they're gone. Yeah, in that whole scene, they get to talk for about two minutes and they just sit there and pretty much listen to Melissa and Teresa argue with each other. I mean, the biggest thing that Jen Fessler had to talk about was how everybody got upset with her for saying that she had sex with, uh, um, what's his name? Yeah, y'all know that everyone was in their 20s at one point. (laughs) What's upsetting is that apparently... It was like, why would James Gandolfini hook up with someone so ugly, like an old hag like you? I mean, that's hateful. Horrible. I find this whole thing, like, annoying. It obviously hurt her feelings so much that she had a facelift, a nose job, and lost a whole bunch of weight. She changed her whole face. She doesn't even look the same anymore. I love that she was like, well, what if you don't ask me back? This was my shot. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Jack, you look... Jackie looks great. The extra weight on her really makes her actually look younger. Yeah, seeing the extra weight on her was such a breath of fresh air for her. Yeah. yeah. And for everyone else, I didn't realize how skinny she was. I know, until you see her now. And it's weird because now she looks thick, but only because she was so bone skinny before. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just like from comparison, still like a size zero or a size one, but she was so tiny before that it just it's it's noticeable. And you know what? And that can uh, like trigger them to start eating badly again because they see how big they, they are. are, and that creates even bigger. I think she even said that it creates even bigger problems. You could actually die because mm-hmm. you overdo it. Yeah, but I will say that Jackie seemed peaceful. She seemed happy. Um, you know, even though it was hard for her to be a friend of, she's got a book coming out. You better plug that book, girl. Yeah, what was it called? The, the weight, weight of, of all or something. The weight of beauty. Oh, that was that's perfect. I'm gonna start um, using that about myself. <laughs> <laughs> what this this weight is beautiful, girl. <laughs> this is just beautiful weight, honey. Yeah, this, I'm just so beautiful that I have to add some more flesh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that has never happened before. So Andy asked Jackie about the whole Ozempic situation, especially Dolores taking it. And Jackie was really, um, you know, diplomatic about it. She's like, I'm not, you know, take the Ozempic if you want. I'm just worried about the long-term effects of it. Yeah, because it's relatively new and everyone's like attacking it with all 
hands because they want to lose weight from it. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know what kind of side effects it's going to have long-term. I think no one knows other than the fact that you're going to gain the weight right back. Oh, Andy Cohen is obsessed. Like when you ever listen to radio, Andy, whenever you in- ask him to interview people, like when Amy Schumer was on Watch What Happens Live the other night, he brought it up. Like he loves, he's obsessed with like Ozempic and Wagovi and all those things. So crazy. Um, yeah, but even though he's not taking it that I know of. No. <laughs> uh, I think Jackie has a career in rap. <laughs> I mean, the, she can spit out some limericks. There once was a man who got chatty with ladies who always got catty. A producer, a host, day and night, coast to coast. He's the man all the housewives called daddy. No, you don't think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, obviously. I know, I know. I can't, um, could you imagine Jackie up on stage like trying to beatbox and stuff? That would be funny. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> especially like who would she sing with if she was a rapper like what if she sang with eminem or um yes. dr dre or something <laughs> be hilarious be goldschneider and lil kim oh my or cardi b or something like that oh, oh my goodness i did not want to hear i did not want to hear jackie talking about her wop <laughs> <laughs> i'd rather hear evan talk about his poops than hear <laughs> jackie talk about her wop already got three poops out. That's right. <laughs> um, but I would like to um, watch Jackie chug a beer. I mean, she's chugged like three beers. This You would think she's still in college. And for somebody that has like an eating disorder too, like to be able to just freely chug stuff. Yeah, yeah. So then we talk about Melissa getting drunk and saying that she's going to drunk dial her ex. I thought it was funny. It was just a joke. It completely was, was funny. Even Dolores thought it was funny. But I don't even who who is her ex? Do we know? No one. No one. It was just a random funny joke. It was just funny. It was not. It was not referencing a real person. It was like, girl, I'm so drunk. I'm going to text my ex. Yeah, we're like, girl, I'm going to call my first teacher and tell him how much I loved him. <laughs> yeah, it was just stupid, but it just gave Teresa some ammunition. More fodder. Something for Teresa to put in her arsenal. Oh my gosh, if anybody has an arsenal, it is Teresa. Throughout this entire reunion, she is spitting out her arsenal over everyone else talking, even when they had just said it. Like, Andy Cohen's like, she literally, like, just said that. Like, you should listen. Yeah, yeah. And then Teresa talks about how she's attracted to Channing Tatum, which she obviously can't say. And and Melissa's like, oh, you would say that you're attracted to someone else when you're married? It's Melissa has had it. <laughs> she is so tired of Teresa's contradicting babble back and forth it's just ridiculous and that's why she's having a hard time keeping her mouth shut every time she says something well and but the more the reunion goes on the more unaffected melissa is the more stupid stuff Teresa says melissa's like at this point it's just a joke and melissa will say something then Teresa will just repeat it (laughs) it's like okay okay. (laughs) so we switch over for a moment the guys are in the dressing room in dressing room one we have bill aiden we have nate cabral shirtless Louis and Paul. Dressing room two, Joe Gorga, Joe B, 
Frank and John Fuda. I want to be in dressing room two. Yeah, I do not want to be in the dressing room run one with Louis and his no shirt. Because, okay, I only see Louis as being manipulative and everything that he does has another action linked to it. So I think him, he's got serious masculinity complex, obviously. I sit down with people. He needed 12 guys to beat him up and cry with him for him to say his feelings about something. Anyways, um, I think he didn't have his shirt on backstage. I don't think it was because he was sweating and he didn't want to wrinkle it or anything. I think it was strictly a masculine move to intimidate everybody around him to show that he's got a body and that he's not afraid to show it. It's wow. just, it's a small, it's a it's very insignificant, but it's peacocking. I support that. I support yeah. And because he does something else later that um, aligns with that, with what I'm saying. So. But I want to see Joe Gorgon Frank shirtless. I don't need Louie. Let's yeah. get yeah, and Frank shirtless in dressing room too. As a matter of fact, that's going to pan. Oh, even take Louie. Huh? I'll even take uh, Louie. Louie? I mean, not Louie. <laughs> um, Polly, sorry. Oh, Paul, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But he's in a different dressing room, so we don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> so you never know which way Jersey women are going to use their words, but at least you know they're going to be a breath of fresh air or a fresh of breath air, I think was Teresa. <laughs> and then there's a montage of misused phrases, misused words, incorrect phrases, just, and again, mostly Teresa, but not entirely Teresa. I do actually find it endearing when Teresa messes up phrases. I think it's kind of cute, to be honest it's, with you. It's like when Lisa Barlow does it on Salt Lake City. Um, Queen she Lisa. doesn't do it as bad as no, no. <laughs> Teresa, but she does do it uh, kind of often. Lisa just does strange analogies. Yeah. Um, conversating is a real word. It is in the dictionary, but Margaret's, <laughs> Margaret's like, no, I, I, I mean, they added in later. I wouldn't use, and I agree, I wouldn't use it on a college application, but Margaret just relent. Yeah. Fine. It's a word. Okay. It's overly opinionated. So um, then we go to Margaret's package. Again, Jackie and Jennifer are here. No one's talking to them anymore. Uh, we go to you know, Margaret's package. When I was just watching the third episode, I like halfway through, I was like, oh, um, Jackie and uh, Jen Fessler's not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, I'm, and I'm glad they brought them out. I wanted them to be a part, but I wish they were a little bit more of a part. They just didn't really have anything going on this season. Yeah. They were kind of um, neutrals. Yeah, but I feel like Jen Fessler gave it her all. Jen Fessler gave us comedy. Jen yeah. Fessler gave us funny, great material. <laughs> so they talk for a moment about Margaret's ex-husband, Jan, passing away, um, you know, their relationship, Margaret still being estranged with her stepdaughter, Margaret giving Rachel Fuda advice about adopting her stepson because Margaret never got to do that herself. And then we find out that Margaret has given Roadhead to Joe B., I mean, I think you should at least once. If you're, I mean, if you're when you're new, it. when you're new in a relationship, aren't you having sex anywhere and everywhere that you can? It's different for straight people, I think. Oh, is that? Yeah, I think it's different for straight people. <laughs> what the f 
does that have to do with anything? I don't know. I don't know. I've known some straight. I mean, they even talk about how much Teresa and Louie are having sex and Margaret and Joe B have sex. And now Dolores and Polly having sex. So maybe I guess they're just not. I, just, I guess they're just not as open to it, open talking about it. Like right, gay. yeah, gay people are like, "Girl, let me tell you what I did." <laughs> You're like, "Girl, <laughs> let me tell you." <laughs> um, but Dolores does not like to talk about her sex life. No, Dolores is in such a good place right now. She's not going to let anything touch her. <laughs> yeah. So then, Margaret, why was it not okay for Jen and Teresa to say that you're better as a friend than an enemy? Plus, it's in your tagline. Um, but it's okay for Jackie to say, I want, wouldn't want Margaret as an enemy. It's intention. 100%. Intention. 100%. Jackie's Absolutely. doing it to hurt her. But Teresa and Jennifer straight up said it to warn them. <laughs> I think that question kind of answers itself. It's stupid. Where does Margaret get all of her information? I love that Andy asks Margaret where Margaret gets all of her information. And then Teresa goes, ask her, ask her. And Andy's like, um, I just did. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't with Teresa. She's just on, she's got all barrels loaded. She doesn't even know what she's mad at. She's just pissed. Margaret says, well, what have I revealed other than the Bill Aiden thing? And then she's like, well, you said the Jackie and Evan rumor. You've said this. And Andy's like, you oh, did. You Lisa. said the rumor. Yeah, but I heard it from my brother who heard it from Melissa, who heard it from Margaret. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? She can get away with anything because of how it led up to her. But if it leads up the same way to somebody else, that's not okay. Yeah. It's just, it's so frustrating. I can't handle it. Like, I would... If if Teresa was my sister-in-law, we wouldn't have been friendly this long. I just, wish she, I just wish she could have known the old Teresa. But that's neither here nor there. So <laughs> then we talk, we get we clarify this Laura situation. So apparently Margaret was trying to get Laura on the show, but then their relationship just became about Laura trying to get on the show. And then Teresa said, Well, you were trying to get Laura on the show. <laughs> And Margaret's like, like, I, I just said that. that. I, ju I just said that. <laughs> so Laura couldn't get on the show. So she reached, but she, you know, either heard or was told or assumed, like, I can get on the show if I create some drama with Margaret. So she reaches out to Teresa and Jennifer to kind of get on the show as Margaret's enemy. And... um that's when Margaret's like, yeah, well, you try to get on the show too. But both Andy and Margaret are like, just said that, Teresa, you need to listen. And I don't know if Teresa knows how to listen. I think her head is just going nonstop of what she can say. And she just listens for different key words that she can reply to. Yeah, she's not interested in why she's mad. She's just inter interested in staying mad. Yeah. And, you know, even Joe says at the end of episode three, Teresa is incapable of accepting that maybe what's in her mind is not the actual way that things happened. Yeah. She, she cannot give a benefit of the doubt that she might be wrong. Yeah. Even if it's given to her in, in front of her. <laughs> yeah, maybe, just maybe you heard it wrong or maybe you understood it wrong or maybe someone told you something wrong, you know? It happens. 
But then Jennifer admits that she spoke to Laura because the last season was airing, the whole affair thing was going on. She had some feelings. And then we find out, mind blown, Jennifer already told Melissa about this. Like years ago, or not even like months ago. But when it happened, they had heard it. They had already heard it too from Teresa and Louie. So why did Jennifer act like Melissa didn't know about this when she told Danielle? And Jennifer's like, well, it was the narrative that was going on at that time. Um, But it's really just clear that they wanted Danielle to say it on camera. It's disgusting. It's total mean girl mentality. Yeah, Danielle Danielle straight up was set up. Because she even went over there and told uh, Jennifer, like, I'm going to say this. And she's like, oh, no, 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 you can't say that. You know, like like she's never heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> and Jennifer's like, well, I'm sorry if it came across that way. I didn't realize that's how it was going out. And then she goes, but Andy, do you like it when housewives hide things? I was like, you didn't hide it. You already told Melissa. I know. Like, geez. Uh, it's just, I feel like uh, Jennifer is with her home life and her distraughtness that she's using that distraughtness and anger to take it out on other people in the group. And she's using Teresa's tactics because she's hanging out with Teresa all the time now. Yeah. Well, at least no one admits that they believe that the rumor is truthful. At least even Teresa, but Melissa's like, if Teresa really cared, she would have invited me over as well. And Teresa's like, no, it was all Louis. Talk to Louis. Talk to Louis. And was like, oh, is Louis the new bitch boy? Yeah, is Louis now a part of the group that he has to speak up? Because last season you wouldn't let Joe do that. Yeah, and so- at this point, Andy is so over it. Like he's really <laughs> having a hard time keeping. Andy, it. Andy sits like this a lot. now backstage first of all i really wish lou would put a shirt on but otherwise frank is really worked up we find out that louie actually closed down the company that frankie jr was working for and didn't even tell frankie jr yeah frankie actually reached out over and over and louie ghosted him that's going to come back up kind of if dolores would let it but good on Dolores. Don't bring kids into this. We don't need to bring this this stuff in like Teresa does with Gia. Don't talk about children. It's not important to bring these children into these arguments. It's not the important. Is, the story wasn't about Frank, Frankie. The story was about Louie. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why it was being shut down so hard because it, it was about Frank or about Louie. It wasn't about Frankie. Other than Frankie tried to find out <laughs> where is my job. Mm-hmm. Moving over to Jennifer's coffee reading, you know, it was bullcrap. It was so set up. Oh, and you know what? I I forgot. I think I forgot to say this. But when that lady called Teresa on her wedding day and was saying, you know, I'm I had a dream about your parents last night, blah, 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 and this, this, and that. I thought for a second, I was like, I wonder if that's Angie. And it was. I mean, Angie was Nono's nurse. Angie's a part of this circle of people. She knows what's going on. That reading was 100% cool. <laughs> well, Jennifer keeps trying to talk over Andy, so Andy just talks louder. You can tell that Andy does not like Jennifer Aiden. 
And that's been part of the news a little bit lately that someone posted something along the lines that Andy is always rude to Jennifer Aiden and Jennifer Aiden replied, not always, but some, but most of the time. Um, I think it's kind of even, um, I think he gets really mad at Teresa. He gets mad at Melissa on this one. He says, he says something to him, like they're both really childish or something like that. Well, in this reunion, it's even, but throughout Jennifer's tenure on Real Housewives of New Jersey, it's been pretty clear. I've always thought that Andy doesn't like her. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. When she's like, watch what happens live, other reunions. I think it's, I think she can't hide it. I wonder why. Because she's unlikable. I wonder if it's because she is so like unlikable. Yeah, like like you said, <laughs> she is just so unlikable, and everything about her is kind of pretentious and fake at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, she she tries to say that she's a down to earth mom and stuff, but she holds herself up to this elitist status in the rich community. Um, so I just I don't I don't I don't find anything about Jackie or Jennifer yeah. that. I find redeeming. Um, I I do. I think she's funny. And I also watch The Real Housewives for, you know, wealth and extravagance. Um, I do find her pretty unlikable, but there are some things that I do like about her. She, I, I do think she's funny. Can you imagine that one therapy session could change your life? Shocker. That chair troll must be an incredible therapist. It was a chair gremlin. It was oh, a chair. Sorry. Gremlins were different. Okay. Um, I don't know. Um, I've gone to therapies in my past once or twice at a time. And I just kind of learned. I was just, first of all, I just let everything out to somebody that I didn't know. And then I took little tools that they gave me to try to change the way I was approaching things and, and doing things. Granted, it didn't last long term, but I did it a lot. I That's would stop going to therapy. I would have a, a clarity for a little bit. And then, um, you know, it's just, you gotta, you gotta learn how to deal with everything like in your life. If you can't just go to therapy and just vent out stuff, you really have to learn how to work on yourself and work on how you're approaching things. Like, oh my God, Teresa going to a therapy session could you imagine what that therapist would do? Oh, didn't That's she crazy. say earlier, maybe even in the first episode, episode that Louie, that she is going to therapy? Oh, yeah. Open that up. I don't, I don't, I don't you think you would have seen it in the season? I think I remember in the episode one of the reunion that Teresa said that Louie has gotten her into therapy. Okay. It was either in episode one or earlier in the season. That poor therapist think that I've made that up. Maybe I did. No, I think you did. I think you did say that. But the fact of it is, it, it just never came back up again. And yeah. nobody ever went to therapy either. So I don't know if she's still going to therapy. And if she is, somebody needs to check on that therapist. And <laughs> get that therapist a therapist or a preacher, because he's probably going to end up shooting himself. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, it, you can't, you can't communicate and argue with Teresa. No, you absolutely cannot. I just don't know how a therapist would go about it, you know? <laughs> well, let's wrap up episode two. Uh, well, it's going to be a long episode. So we yeah. talk about Jennifer's daughter not wanting to be an actress anymore. And Margaret's like, I'm not taking responsibility. There were obviously issues going on for years. This isn't my issue. 
Yeah. Um, and, I, and I agree with, um, I agree with her on that too, because same thing with Teresa getting mad at Joe and Melissa for her going to jail. It's like, no, Joe made you go to jail. It wasn't anybody else. Right. It's the same thing with that. Um, and plus her daughter found out about it on TikTok. She didn't find out it from watching the show. She didn't find out about it from Margaret. She found out about it on TikTok. And to be honest with you, Jennifer, that's your fault because you signed up to put your whole life on reality TV. Anything is going to go up. So if something bad happens, your life is out there. You can't blame someone else for it. Right, right. You got to take responsibility. You could get mad at them for doing it and ask for them to be like, you know, you really hurt me. You really screwed up my plans. You screwed up my life. But now I have a lot of work to fix to fix this. But Jennifer doesn't want to do the work. She just wants Bill to pay. Right. Um, I don't think that Margaret really cleared up anything about calling Jennifer a drug addict. She's already uh, apologized very sincerely about it at that dinner. Yeah, Margaret tries to come up with a few excuses. You know, I put on THC spray on my vagina. I don't have a thing against it, but it's her vice. It's her lifestyle. But it doesn't really go anywhere. Um, I don't. I think that was one tick for Jennifer, not for Margaret. Yeah. Um, you blame Jennifer for meeting with Laura, but it was actually Jennifer and Teresa. What about that? And Teresa's like, well, I didn't do anything with the information in plain sight. You know? Um, and then, you know, after Margaret and Teresa made up in the beginning, what happened? And Margaret's like, well, once I found out there were prime investigators hired about me, things changed. Yeah. And then the men backstage are also talking about Bo Deedle. And then at the end of this episode, we find out that Louie called Margaret's son at work and threatened him. Margaret's got the phone records, and Teresa's like, it was spoofed. It was spoofed. And Andy's like, listen, I've been, been you know, going through this hack a little bit myself, but they're always, no one answers. And she's like, yeah. well, they talk to me. And yeah. Margaret's like, even the police know it's true. Yeah. You could yeah. you could deny it as much as you want, Teresa, but the facts are facts. And Louis can say that's not true, but facts are facts. And if you have the proof, that means something. And especially when it's happening to multiple people in that group coming from that same person. That that's not just like saying fire where there's smoke. <laughs> that's like a full-on blaze. <laughs> but then we find out that Dolores heard about this already and it was kind of uncomfortable she's like well why didn't you tell me about it and Dolores is like because i don't want to be involved how's that and teresa's like well i already heard about it i just thought that Dolores should say something to me because i'm her friend like <laughs> uh, teresa is testy but she will not fight with Dolores. no Dolores is untouchable plus i think Dolores has everyone's skeletons um I don't know if she has everybody's skeletons, to be honest with you. I just I think, her, I think Dolores she... knows it and is keeping it tight because she's a good human. Hmm. I don't know. And then apparently Teresa got two calls from Margaret while they were sitting there. That's too that that's that's too coincidental. Yeah. And plus it think? was Margaret's landline, not even her cell phone. But you know, Margaret is not afraid of Teresa. She calls both Teresa and Louis criminals. She tells <laughs> Teresa that she's been gaslit by her own husband. She's belittled by him all the time, which I see that on the show. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, mentally, it's maybe not belittling her as a person, but it's belittling her mentally. Like making her shut up in front of everyone and things like that. Yeah, controlling the way she thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy dismisses Jackie and Jen Fessler, um, who again didn't say more than like 25 words a piece. <laughs> and then next, the guys are coming out. And um, Andy makes sure, goes back to check out, make sure no one gets physical. And we see Danielle, or we hear Danielle talking in her dressing room to her husband. I've been set up. Mm hmm. Yeah, she got set up by Teresa and Jennifer. I can't wait to see how that unfolds. I hope <laughs> I hope next season Danielle is strong enough to go through with that. Um, what I did think was funny about Andy telling all the guys to please keep stay in their seats, don't get up. Yeah. The only person that gets up is Teresa. <laughs> yeah. Teresa's the only one that gets up out of her chair and starts yelling at everybody. <laughs> Well, the guys sit down, the episode is over, and we need to take a break. Okay. Bye. Bye. Say don't come following me! And we're back. Now, the intense conclusion of the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion. In particular, Reunion 3, I really hardly got any sound bites because they there was just rarely a moment that people weren't talking over each other. Yeah, it was just, it was the family feud of it all. But the guys are here. Before they start filming, Andy asks Bill Aiden if he should do Botox. And Bill doesn't press it, but Teresa and me like, yes, I think you should. I know it's is like it's kind of rude. But Louie got Botox before Teresa did. Imagine that. Twice. So when they when he addresses the guys, um, Frank's got new teeth. He can't catch up to Paul in the hair department. So at least he got new teeth. He's just gonna do the teeth. Um, Joe B no longer has to wipe Margaret's ass. Well, hooray. Yeah, thank God for that, right? Nate, who is Danielle's voice of reason, really enjoyed filming the season. But really wasn't a part of the season. Yeah. Paul is loving the Irish Castle set. And Louis's first reaction to Teresa's wedding hair. Wow. 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 Um, And then Joe Gorka, just like (laughs) Teresa, says that his heart is beating out of his chest. Mm Mm-hmm. They start off talking about the calendar. Why did we never get one of these calendars? The year is halfway over. I didn't see it advertised. Um, I never even tried to look. I just talked Either. about it. <laughs> Dang it. And we could have had halfway over. We gotta see if we can get one of those calendars. We could we'll see if Frank could get us one and sign it for us. <laughs> um John Fuda has had lipo, which we already heard about. Yes. Uh, so we start off with no nos PJs. What did he mean about he wears no-nos PJs to make the kids and his wife feel better? How did he mean that differently from what he said and from what he explains? Just like everything else this season, Louis takes it back. Louis has taken back so many things or re-explained so many things this season. Turns out there were some clothes that had some sweatpants in them and he put on a pair of sweatpants. 
But he immediately takes this conversation saying, you know, I was just trying to find ways to relate to you, Joe. Like now we're no longer talking about the sweatpants. He just immediately gets into, I was just trying to find ways to relate to you. I wanted to be your brother. I wanted to be your your uh, brother-in-law, blah, 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 blah. And when he, while he's saying this, I'm like, we could see it on the whole season. You even got caught on a phone call saying you weren't going to invite them to this party. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't believe it in the slightest, and neither does Joe. Yeah, Joe's like, listen, I don't need anything from you. Bottom line, I don't need anything from you. Yeah. Care of my sister. And also another, uh, never mind, we'll get to it. And then Joe's like, Teresa and I were really tight when she got out of prison. Like, we talked on the phone every day. And she's like, yeah, because we were filming. Teresa says that a lot. Like, when Joe and Melissa were allegedly, you know, supporting Joe Judice and the kids while Teresa was in prison, Teresa said, well, you only showed up when we were filming. Here, you only called me because we were filming. Plus, you never invited me out. I'm, like, so shocked. And they're like, that's because you were never home. You were all, you were single. You were always out cruising. Why would we want to go out with you to cruise guys? And there was pictures of them to two different dinners that they invited her to. Yeah. Um, so I just don't, I don't buy it. It's a lot. I feel like it's a lot of Louis talking through her saying that he filled her mind. Like they only did that because of this. And they only did this because of that. So that's the only reason why they did it. And so that's just Teresa spilling out what, uh, more of what Louis says, because Louis is just fodder. That's all he is for this for this fight. So Melissa jumps in. Teresa and Melissa yell at each other. Teresa says, "I want to speak to my brother. This is the last time." And, so, and Melissa, and sorry, go uh, ahead. And Melissa's just like, "You just literally said you don't want anything to do with the family, with Joe, with me, but now all of a sudden you want to talk to your brother." Um, I do agree that. Um, Melissa just doesn't even really need to speak up. But if that was, if I was in the same position and, and you were Joe, I would speak up because For you're sure. my team and I protect you. Um, but um, Melissa doesn't need to really say anything because um, Joe, Joe and Teresa will talk it out and it'll, it happens exactly the way it happened. Well, well, uh, um, Teresa brings up Melissa joining the show again. Girl. We've been talking about this for two You've years. You've got to let it go. You have got to let that go. Um, that just proves that she's never giving, given Melissa a chance. 100%. She married her husband, her, her brother, which was strike one, and then she got onto her show, strike two. Yeah. Just so we love childish. Okay, so hold on. Do you think that Teresa's good-mannered, fun first couple seasons is ruined because of this show. Her personality, her mentality is ruined because of this show. She's been doing it for 10 plus years and she's constantly having to defend herself. She's constantly in fights. She's constantly yelling at people. She's constantly having to keep her elite OG-ness up. I so I feel that... like... Go ahead. <laughs> Let him talk. Um, I was just going to say, that's why I feel like this feud with the family is going on too far and too hard because for one for one louis of course but two teresa doesn't know how to act like a normal human being anymore she's been on tv for 10 plus years 
so yeah, I do think I think it's she became such a fan favorite in the beginning and got quite a following. So I think it did affect her ego and released her narcissist, her inner narcissist. And it just keeps her from being able to handle situations. Yeah. And then, you know, mo money, mo problems. So leading up to jail, she became, you know, stressed out and more unlikable. And now afterwards, it's even worse. Yeah. I'm not perfect. Like, I do make mistakes. Um, why did John Fuda get hazed and not Nate? Nate just really admits it's because John can take it. <laughs> and then we have a flashback to the real house husbands. We've got the calendar shoot, the guys taking shots, the guys taking more shots, then taking more shots. Yeah, so- it's just like smoking pot, doing shots, making fun of each other, doing shots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and they say that Joe Gorga, John Fuda, and Paul are the best at, you know, holding their liquor. I hear a drink off. Hmm. <laughs> I think that I could hang as well. So I would like to join that. I would say you should. You're drunk. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> I know, truly. So Frank clears up the letting Dolores go situation and it makes perfect sense. He's not. It's not like I'm worried about you know, like the intimate relationship I had with Dolores, it's about our family that we built. And family doesn't always mean husband and wife. It doesn't mean brother and sister. It can just mean people who are important to you and who are close to you. And honestly, change is hard. Yeah. What kind of change it is. And that's what Frank is having to do right now. Frank is put into a position where he is, he has to change for not a real, for not a reason for himself. It's for a reason for somebody else. So it's harder for him, but it's scary. Um, I I finally felt um, how he felt with uh, my first boyfriend that I was with for eight years and he's never dated since. And I go over there and visit him all the time and stay at the house and the cats are there. And I thought for a second, like, what if he met somebody and we didn't like vibe well, like (laughs) he's coming into my territory now. Well, luckily, your ex is a homebody who has no interest in ever meeting anyone ever again. <laughs> I know. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> uh, Frank still lives at Davis, and it sounds like that Frank wasn't, he was paying with services. Like, what? not paying with money to stay there. That's good. Yeah. That's but Frank awesome. and Brittany have gotten a house together. So, honey, I guess our hopes of being in a triad with Frank are over. You say that while you're married? Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll see what can happen <laughs> <laughs> but Paul and Frank are in a good place which I'm happy about that yeah me too. then we find out that Bill has only been going to the pool house for like a half hour to an hour did Jennifer Aiden not make it sound like he was spending the whole night in the pool house a half hour to an okay this, this is where I'm coming from with their relationship. She chose to not work, to take care of the kids. He chose to work. He is a surgeon. Like he does plastic surgery. He does stuff that deals with life and death every single day at work and dealing with people's faces, like making sure it's perfect. Like it's it's plastic surgery. It could ruin your entire reputation if you are not good at your job. And if you are constantly being hazed at home you can't get a break and you all you have that on your head you're gonna mess somebody's nose job up and then that's on you 
I would say, like, if I was in Jennifer's position, I would say, listen, you have a very high stress job. And I have, I'm just stressed out at home all the time. Can we work out a deal where you go to the pool house when you get home for an hour, half hour or whatever, like he already has, which I didn't know. Um, and then when you're done, come relieve me from the kids and let me go to the pool house for an hour. And then I can take a, a breather. And then we could all get back together and go to bed. <laughs> well, we found out that that's what they have been doing. We found that out in episode two, that they have been actually going to the pool house together. Oh, but to yeah. my original question, did she not make it sound like all season long, like he was spending the whole night in the pool house? And it's she keeps making it seem like he's got such an easy job. She's right. got an easy job. Well, no, she, doesn't have an, she doesn't have an easy job. She just has a job that has a lot of work to do around it. But she gets to go have lunch with her girlfriends. The kids are old enough to go to school. She gets breaks. So. I'm going to ask you this question for the third time. Okay. Didn't it seem like all season long that she made it sound like he was spending all night in the pool house? And I already told you, yes, like four times. Okay, well, you're both acting like assholes. No, she... Oh, I didn't hear you answer I my said, question. I would say, yes, it does. But what they actually need to be doing is this, which I didn't know they were doing only a half hour to an hour at, at, in the pool. I would have looked at it completely differently all season long if I would have thought he was just going and spending, you know, a little the, the rest of the night in the pool house. I feel like she did him a great disservice and made him look really bad by with that. Mm -hmm. But at least he has made some changes to better his marriage and you know uh, his opinions about how Jennifer is raising the kids. Mm -hmm. Then Andy asked Paul when he's going to pop the question to Dolores, and she's like, she doesn't want to get married, and she's like, what? <laughs> And he's like, wait, we're just not in a hurry to get married. I mean, I, they're they're still in the honeymoon phase of yeah. their relationship. Uh, and they're living together. What's in the... And he has been separated for over 14 years. Wow. Let's, let's just get divorced at this point, you know? Well, especially now that... I mean, I, I wonder if he dated much before Dolores. Well, I had a friend who stayed married to his you know, would have been ex-wife for a long, 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 long time so that she could still have his benefits. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's something like that. Yeah. But um, his ex is pretty understanding, despite the fact that he's delating Dolores Catania, who was on the TV box every Tuesday night. <laughs> the TV box. The TV box. I love that. <laughs> Then we talk about Frankie working with Louie and Dolores shuts it down. You're Dolores not... really doesn't want to get sucked into it herself because she knows Teresa's off her wagon, um, but she also doesn't want her kids to have to deal with it, period. It's you know, the same thing I really feel like this isn't a Frankie Jr. story. I feel like it's a Louie story. Um, it is a Frankie story because they're trying to use Frankie as the piece to say that Louie did do something wrong. Like Louis goes to them. Well, yeah. Louis doesn't say a word, and neither does anybody. Else. Even Joe Borger's like, "Is that what happened, Louis?" But no one. Frank is like, "I'm not going to say anything until someone else says something." Like it's we still don't know, other than what we saw in that flashback between Frank and Joe. And I love it that Joe was wearing that uh, release uh, release the poison shirt. <laughs> I need that shirt. I know. <laughs> 
I'm glad you said that because I thought I, of that. That. I didn't. I, I need that shirt. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to get it printed. And then John Fitt is like, can I ask a question? Why did Louis bring my kid's mom into this? Why did you have us investigated? And he has like a whole manila envelope full of like receipts. He's like, I know, like, I didn't talk to Bo Deedle, but I talked to all of the other investigators that were involved. Like people talk. Mm -hmm. And Bo Deedle was even at dinner in the table next to us. And so Andy asked Louis, he's like, what about bringing up Bo Deedle two days in a row? And Louis was like, well, I said it out of anger. And Louis, and then he was like, but the second day you were. Yeah, he said it twice. He tried to take back, he, that's what he does. He tries to go back on stuff, but then he doesn't realize that he doubled down on it at one point. But I need everyone to ask, start asking the correct question. Everyone keeps asking Louis, did you hire Bo Deedle to investigate people? People aren't asking Louis, are you getting information from Bo Deedle? Or are you getting information from private investigators? If he and Bo Deedle are so tight, he's likely not paying Bo Deedle. If there's such close friends, Bo Deedle, you know, knows how to quickly and easily find dirt on anyone and is likely providing it to Louis. But everyone keeps asking, did you hire? Did you hire? That's the wrong question to ask. Yeah, because Louis uh, and Teresa really rely on those word choices. Yeah, 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 yeah. And well, then, uh, there's yeah. security downstairs hired by Bo Deedle. Okay, and this is another thing. This is another thing where um, it's... Um, Louis's masculinity. He makes sure to say that he did not hire security, but that Bo Deedle hired security for him because they were getting death threats. That's just another small hint of, I don't need security because I'm a man, but that he, he made us get security. But all, all it does is him. make it look like Bo Deedle has been involved in this. All it does is make it look like Bo Deedle has been providing you information. This whole time. <sighs> so Louis and Teresa got death threats. No one really believes it, but apparently. Where's the receipts? Just as if Joe was talking to the people who put Joe Judice in jail, Margaret has been speaking to the woman who's been harassing them. Oh my gosh. And, and so now it's Margaret's fault. I love that people are so obsessed with me that they talk about me nonstop. Not because she, even if she didn't say all the rumors, it's because she's associated with this person now. Oh my God, at the very end of this episode, Teresa in one breath first says that either Melissa or Joe are responsible for ruining their family and then says Margaret is responsible for ruining their family. Like I said, she doesn't know why she's mad. She just needs to be mad. So... Louis tries to expose how Margaret pays the bloggers. Um, and then she denies it and brings up how Louis called her son at work, which of course he denies. And then Frank asks Louis if he hired, wrong word, y'all, hired Bo Deedle to start a smear campaign against him, Joe, and Melissa. Um, but whether he hired them or just got information, Louis is still denying it. There's only, there's really only like one thing that's different about this season that's making it so chaotic and it's all revolved around Louis. And Frank says it more than once. Frank said, like he, he hit on the nail. He's like, we've never been this like, like um, volatile with each other ever in all of our lives. The only thing that's different 
is Teresa's new man. Yeah, we've never had private investigators. We've never fought this hard until Louie got around. Yeah. So we clear up the pizza business. And really what happened is that Joe came to Louie with the idea. They got it started. And then apparently Louie just gave some money and then ghosted Joe. And now everyone on the set is craving pizza. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ron Shuda, the ultimate businessman, is like, why didn't y'all write this down? Why didn't you document it, stupid? Well, family, you know? I mean, and that's another thing. If Louie or if Joe never gave Louie a chance to be in the family, why would he try to start a business up with Louie? Yeah. But um, it's a, jumps in, won't let him talk. Andy loses his cool. And he's like, let him talk. You've been doing this all day. Um, there's something that Louis keeps doing through this entire episode that is, I find it very unsettled. What's that? He keeps using keywords like, let's play, or be careful, or uh, your day is coming. He says something else later. All the time. Time. He does a lot of... He's like, huh? You, I think even you brought it up. He's been doing this all season. Like he'll start off and be like, "Hey, let's talk. Let's not be mad. Let's let's be calm and talk about this." And then in the next breath, he's saying stuff like that. Yeah, he'll say stuff like, "You're being oh great, bring out the child and yourself, Joe." You know, like he he encourages it instead of. Yeah. He doesn't need to be fighting. He has no yeah. business with fighting. He doesn't have to. Um, but it's just. Uh, it's just frustrating right now. I don't feel like we really clear up the Dina Manzo's husband situation here, but it was cleared up on Watch What Happens Live, where really Joe spoke about this guy when he shouldn't. And that's why he threatened to sue Joe, because they had a private conversation that Joe talked about on the show. They didn't want it to be a part of the, the series. Yeah. And then Joe calls Louis a woman abuser. And Louis's like, you're going to regret this in due time. And he's like, oh, you threatened me? Blah, you're going to meet your match one day. You will be sued for being the actor that you are. He's yeah. just, he just, and like, he also says a narrative a lot. That's their narrative a lot. But then he wants everybody to say their narrative before he says his narrative. Like anything that he's being accused of or anything, he wants everyone else to say their thing first so that he could come in with his own narrative that clears it all up in the perfect way. Yeah. If he says his narrative before anybody, it, he, he's going to get caught in multiple lies. Yeah. Um, he, uh, you could tell that Teresa and Louis um, say things to other people that they really mean about themselves, like uh, projecting. Yeah. Their and own issues. Happens. So Teresa said that Jacqueline told her that Joe Gorga was hanging out with Joe Judice's former business partner, who sent Joe Judice to jail, which, which makes Joe Gorga responsible for them going to prison. But then she says, I don't think Frank or Joe said anything to, to harm me. He was just associated with this one person. And meanwhile, Melissa and Joe are like, who is this person? We don't even know them. We, then we find out that Frank was actually Joe's lawyer at the time. <laughs> oh, yes. And so what happened was that Joe was actually invited to come have conversations, but Joe never went. I, he was contacted by the FBI, wasn't he? 
Yeah, but apparently Joe never, I think, but apparently Joe just never went and, and never said anything. Didn't say anything, yeah. I'm an angel from God. I don't do that. And then Teresa tells Joe in Italian that he broke her heart. <sighs> it means so much more when you say it in Italian. I guess if you're Italian. <laughs> but I love that when Andy's like, Teresa, you standing for Jacqueline is the joke of the century. <laughs> You've been trashing Jacqueline for years. And she's like, I haven't been trashing Jacqueline. And Andy's like, oh my God, please roll the tape. Roll the tapes. And they do. They roll like, yes, a, of course they do. <laughs> And now and Teresa, Teresa and then Teresa says, "Oh yeah, well I've said something, but it was to defend myself or something like that." I'm like, "Oh, really fed up because she's constantly being proven wrong." Yep. Um, and then um, when Joe Gorga brings up Louis's videos, Teresa stands up. She's like, "Well, have you got stuff in your past?" And Joe's like, "Well, bring it out." And then Teresa's like, "I've been dealing with it for ten years." And then in the next breath, says, "Margaret, you broke up my family." <sighs> what? But even Andy's, like, even Andy's like, oh, so now Margaret broke up your family? Like, I think the it's like, where, 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 can I have this written down <laughs> so I could have this, so I could know where your thought pattern is going? <laughs> and Teresa generally have a pretty good relationship off camera, but he is calling her out. Like, Teresa is completely, I, I think I said at the beginning, she's been eviscerated this whole reunion by Melissa and a little bit by Andy calling her out. And because last season during the reunion, even I was like, how come Andy doesn't call Teresa out on this blatant lies and bullshit? <laughs> but now, he is. now he is. Joe Gorga does not regret not going to the wedding. He lists all the things that Teresa and Louis did to make him not want to get to the wedding. And then Louis gets a chance to clear up calling Joe to tell him about the cheating rumor. And it, um, and then when Joe says, yeah, but you said there were multiple men, Louis says, no, there wasn't. And then they brought up someone else's name who they bleeped out. And they're like, oh, yeah, there was. There, there were two. Uh, and then what about Joe being able to do better than Melissa? So Teresa calls Gia. Where is she again? She's at some festival. Coachella. She's at Coachella, probably hanging out with the Vanderpump Rules kids. She was having a lot of fun, too. She's like, oh, I'm having so much fun. And then comes the, the arguing. So then, of course, my mom's going to call me while I'm having fun and then call me again after she storms off set and ruins my fun. So I have to coddle her. She's the adult uh, here. But yeah, so apparently Gia says that she didn't say that. But what she really said, well, actually, I feel like Louie mostly said that this is what she said, is that that she that he can do better, but for her mom, his sister, not right. Melissa. Yeah, um, Gia, uh, Gia's like, well, if I if I did say those words, I meant that he can do better than how he's acting now. Do you think Gia said it? Um, I think I think um, maybe the way Louis cleared it up could have been correct for once. I think she maybe could have said something like, you can do better, but maybe wasn't meaning Melissa was maybe meaning you can do better than what you're doing now. Okay. I don't know. Um, um, it's hard for me to believe anything that Louis says, but it makes sense. Um, yeah, it makes it's sense. hard for me to believe anything that Gia says, too. You're going to come at me disrespectfully because then I won't talk to you. You know, she is a, is a hothead. Um, and she is by her mother a lot. Yes. Um, so I uh, I think she did say it. 
it's all possible. It's all possible. Well, Teresa gets real worked up. She's like, I don't know what happened. We used to be best friends. And then she just storms off. Yeah, disgusting. 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 Mommy and daddy, you should be ashamed of yourself. Disgusting. Don't come me. Yeah, when she was saying that Nana and Nona would be disgusted with how he's treating and stuff, I'm like, honey, you need to look in the mirror of how you're treating everybody too. They're not happy with you either. <laughs> um, and I love it that she says, don't follow me, <laughs> which means you follow me, you know. Well, remember last <laughs> season at the reunion, he did follow her back. Mm-hmm. This time. Uh, that's right. But now she's done. She's done. She doesn't even want to make up with them. She just wants this reunion to be over. Um, back on stage, Daniel's like, Joe, you should work this out. This is, your, this is your sister. And Joe's like, there is no way that Teresa is going to believe anything other than what is in her head. I, I don't know how you can solve this. Even if you bend over backwards saying that Teresa's right. It won't, it will never be over. It won't be over. You know, Margaret might have said the smartest thing this season when she said, if you don't try to forget, then it'll never move forward. Um, I I don't, so Teresa's really pissed off about Gia being accused of a liar or whatever by Joe. Um, but didn't Teresa earlier in the season say that Antonia is the reason why the family's breaking up? That uh, Antonia not going to Melania Sweet 16 is the reason why the kids aren't close. Yeah. Which um, they've posted pictures together since and the kids are still close. They don't give a crap. I just don't understand why one's worse than the other. Frank, and this is a moment when Frank says again, this is like the second or third time, he's like, it's never been as bad as it is right now. It was never this bad with Joe Judice. Yeah, and Joe is also, and Joe also says that he's been hanging on to all that information for six months now, and he hasn't brought it up. Sure, about um, uh, Gia saying that about him, yeah. about uh, Melissa, um, because you know that Teresa would have brought it up right then, right then, right then, right then for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, nothing. It, it has never been so bad with Joe Judice. It has all been really bad with just Louis. Yeah, there, there is. I mean, you could see it. You can tell. And like that one episode where Louis, where uh, Teresa's obviously mentally broken down and sad, and Louis just sits there and berates her brother, calling him a, a rat, horrible person, blah 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 blah, and won't stop. And so I can only imagine what Teresa's having to deal with with him on a on a daily basis. I mean, I'm sure they talk about it almost every day and then he just fills her head with more like this is why you should be pissed well andy apologizes Teresa for yelling at her he's like just imagine how hard it is and she's like well imagine how hard it's been for me no accountability no sense of awareness (laughs) do you think you know the real Teresa? so everyone comes back Andy says it's obvious that nothing's going to be resolved between Joe and Teresa. Oh, how depressing. How depressing is this? Very sad. Very, 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 very sad. I mean, you could feel it through the TV. You could feel it in the air, like heavy. Just nothing's, nothing happened. I mean, everyone in the room, everyone in the room is just stunned. Um, What I do have to say about um, the ending is in the grand scheme of things with Joe and Teresa and stuff, it kind of seems like everybody thought that their own issues this season weren't that bad. 
and they had an easy time forgiving each other for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like as soon as all of us over, everyone's like, this and this is so stupid. Like, I don't know why we're fighting. Can we just stop this now? Like everybody, it was boom. All of it was solved in five minutes between multiple people mm-hmm. because of how they watched how this family just got broken up right in front of them. Yeah. Sad. Well, Andy gives Joan Mo- Teresa one last chance to say something to each other. Teresa has nothing to say. Joe's like, listen, I don't like you at all, but I'll always love you. So when I, if you're ever in a moment of need, I'll be there for you. And she's like, well, honor me now. So, yeah. So, yeah, basically, he just says, like, if you're in the hospital, I'm there in a second. If you need help, I'm there in a second. If you need me, I am there in a second because I still love you. You're my sister. And she and her just saying, just coming back with that. <sighs> it makes, you know, again, she's just not seeing her part of this. So Joe's like, Louie, you she forget about me. I'll forget about you. You be the man in Teresa's life. Just leave us alone. And Louie's like, check. Frank asks Louie to give his word that he's not going to investigate them. Louie shakes hands. Check. The guys are dismissed. But Louie goes over to the Fudas, gives Rachel a lovely compliment about what a good mother she is, and then apolog- and then you know, kind of apologizes to John. John's like, listen, if you don't apologize, you got to own up. I know for a fact that you did this. So no apology accepted until you actually admit it. Be and, a man. Louie's not going to do it. No, he's not. So you're right. Every um, There's nothing resolved between Teresa, Joe, and Melissa. Teresa, Joe, and Melissa. Um, but Margaret and Jennifer are good about moving forward. Margaret and Danielle have no negative energy towards each other. Rachel and Danielle are good. Um, um, Melissa also is like, listen, I'll always love you, whether you believe it or not, but I don't like you. You know, there's a, a very big difference between love and like. It's, huge. it's just a difference of how you're handling things to this fight. Melissa tells her kids to not get involved. Teresa gets her kids involved. It's just uh, Melissa has empathy and is able to say, I love you and I do care about you. And I would like to see where this, where the family will take it. I just can't do anything with it. But Teresa can't even say a single nice thing that could make her look weak or anything like that. Um, And I just don't think she's capable of solving um, issues in her life anymore. It's fighting, 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 reunion. Yep. Um, but with this funeral thing, or uh, the wedding and, and this breakup of the family, um, Dolores hit it on the nail, or hit on the hit it on the head of the nail. All right, um, Teresa, try that again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She hit it, she hit the hammer on the head of the nail. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she said that the only thing that's gonna fix this is separation, time separation um and i don't know how long that's going to take and then being able to get back together it's going to take some years and especially if this especially if this um if like either melissa or Teresa leave the show it's definitely they're they're just not going to have anything to interact with each other ever well i've read this week one article that says that Teresa and louis have been fired I read another article that said Melissa and Joe have been fired. I read another article saying that all four of them have been fired. (laughs) 
I mean, I don't know what to do about that situation. It's kind of hard because between Louie and Teresa, it's just a train wreck. Yeah. Um, but with Joe and Melissa, it's just, it's smoother, but you also get the husbands. Yeah. We talked about the last episode. Well, they finish off with a toast with Irish whiskey and pizza. Everyone is so excited about the pizza. Dolores gives a nice and very lengthy toast. They're like, shut up. I want to drink. Here's to cheating, fighting, stealing, and drinking. If you cheat, may you cheat death. If you steal, may you steal the heart of the people you love. If you fight, may you fight for your friends. And if you drink, may you drink us together. It was a good toast. It was a great toast. And all hail Queen Dolores. Yes, all hail Queen Dolores. I can only imagine how long our episode is tonight since we're doing it, <laughs> recording it differently. I haven't been able to track it, but good Lord. We yeah. have, we, like, we don't, we've never had this much to talk about in any reunion from any city. Have we? No. Our reunion episodes have always been so much shorter, but this, all three episodes were just jam packed of things to talk about. And I granted, we did say a lot of things that we've been saying throughout this whole season, but it's yeah, I feel bad for our listeners who are like Team Teresa because we just did not give her much grace this and especially in these reunion episodes. Listen, you you can't you don't have a, a leg to fall back on with Teresa. I'm sorry. Well, give us some grace by following us on our social media on Facebook and Instagram. We are the real house bears. On Twitter, we are Real House Bears, and you can email us at therealhousebears at gmail.com. You can also buy merch now, realhousebears.redbubble.com. And you can also watch us on YouTube and Spotify and anywhere else that we're probably streaming to. I'm sure we're streaming to other places. Um, You can also listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 we haven't had a review in like years. Months months and months and months and months. Years, years, years. It would really, really like put the fire back in our hearts to uh, get just one review on Apple Podcasts. And if you give us a five-star rating and a cute little review, we will bring you up on air, making you hashtag House Bears famous. famous. You didn't do it. it from, my side, from my side, we were completely together. Oh, really? From my side, you're late. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I hope everybody has a good week. Thanks for being patient with us while we work and get these episodes out to you. Where? Um, we're trying. Bye. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.